Welcome to Polish Jazz Podcasts from polishjazz.com. For a complete list of our podcasts, along with a Spotify playlist for each episode, please visit polishjazz.com podcasts. Today's episode is called A Little History of Polish Jazz. My name is Misha Lerska, and I'm a 22-year-old Polish-American dual citizen. My dad, a Polish guy called Caesar, is obsessed with Polish jazz. In 2001, when I was three years old, he created a website, polishjazz.com, to share his passion for jazz, especially the one related to his Polish heritage. I grew up in California, but my parents grew up in Soviet-ruled Poland. My mom fell in love with my dad when he sold vinyl records of Western music on the black markets and took her to jazz concerts and festivals. I think about the little echoes of liberation and freedom that emanated from their ears as they carefully cleaned and handled old vinyls, the ones that are still sitting in my dad's living room in Northern California. They sit on these endless shelves next to the drawings I gave my dad as a kid of saxophones, upright basses, and doodles of the word jazz with Z's spelled backwards. Jazz in Poland, for those who cared about it, was born as the music of radicals. Today is a different time. Being radical means a different thing to my first-generation American ears. In 2020 especially, while I'm recording this podcast, with increased police brutality, rising white nationalism, and a mismanaged global pandemic, radical belief calling for change in the United States tends to err closer to the left, using words such as socialism, equality, and even communism. No matter what the American future holds for us, Looking to the art that helped bring down one of the largest and most violent regimes in the world can inspire us to dream of a better world. Until it actually happened, few people believed that it would ever be possible to bring that damn wall down. Listening to Polish jazz reminds us that nothing is truly impossible and that liberation is within reach. This podcast series will be about the history of Polish jazz and its most important figures. Each episode will be released with a Spotify playlist that references all the music that we mention in the show. As a person raised in multicultural environments, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can be one foot in and one foot out, both in the American and Polish world. I cannot wait to get started, and I hope that you'll join me on this journey. Witamy, or welcome, to all you curious music lovers who have tuned into this podcast. We can't wait to get to know you. So, here is my little history of Polish jazz. After 1945 and the Yalta Conference, along with the rest of Eastern and Central Europe, Poland fell to Russian communist rule. After complete and utter destruction of most of the Polish landscape during World War II, the Russians came in and built manufactured Soviet brutalist buildings to house the Polish survivors. Musicians were encouraged to play propaganda communist music, such as the good old Polish classic Budujemy Nowy Dom, or in English, We Are Building Another House. The music was characterized by a sound similar to what a Soviet military marching band would sound like. Jazz music was outlawed as the music of the Western enemy, and banned along with modern art, decent toilet paper, and the right to travel abroad. 
young people that were often against the regime rediscovered jazz, which was gaining popularity in pre-war Poland, but whose development was halted by Nazi and Soviet invasion in September of 1939 and the subsequent six years um, occupying Poland. The music was set to go into the catacombs. Jazz could only be played at private homes and parties. I like to think of these young kids in basements berated by their old parents, playing improvisational illegal music on stolen or reappropriated instruments. One band particularly came to dominate the hidden landscape of the Polish jazz scene, Melomani. Melomani consisted of a wide array of ever-changing musicians that played the sort of music that they thought was jazz. The quality of the music did not compare to Western European or American standards at the time. But that didn't really matter for Melomani's fans, these young Polish kids. They embraced it because it was illegitimate, revolutionary, banned by authorities, and because it was theirs. And isn't that worth fighting for? There was no jazz music on the Polish radio, no jazz records in the stores, no books, and no sheet music for sale. The only way to access the real thing was to illegally tune a radio to Willis Conover programs on The Voice of America. So that's what they did. It's now 10.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Willis Conover is next with jazz. They listened to Conover's American drawl, dreaming and hoping for more freedom. After Stalin's death in 1953, it became more acceptable to play and listen to jazz. Time for jazz. Willis Conover in Washington, D.C. with the Voice of America Jazz Hour. The first legal jazz gathering took place in Krakow on November 1st, 1954. November 1st is a type of Halloween in Poland, but it's more culturally serious and similar to the Mexican Dia de los Muertos. Basically, families gather at graveyards and clean the graves of those that they loved that passed away. Kids eat candy, and families come together after they haven't seen each other in a while, and it's a really joyous and culturally important day. That first jazz gathering on the 1st of November in 1954 was organized by Leopold Tegermund, known as the first jazz animator, personality, guru, and enfant terrible of Polish jazz. This gathering led to a tradition of jazz festivals, magazines, and clubs that continues to this day in Poland. But even when it was allowed by the regime, jazz remained an intellectual escape from communism and totalitarianism. To be a jazz lover meant to be subconsciously against the system. Moving into the 1960s, Polish jazz became more diverse, more sophisticated, and more stylish. Many bands play their own version of the original New Orleans style of jazz, basically mimicking the Dixieland revival that had taken place earlier in Western Europe. The most famous players of that era, Komeda, Kurelewicz, Czaskowski, and Dudusz Matuszkiewicz, were all former Melomani musicians. During this time, Krzysztof Komeda released his album Astigmatik, the daring, visionary, and collaborative work that changed not only Polish jazz, but also European jazz as we know it today. In the 1960s, Komeda also excelled as a film music composer, creating many memorable soundtracks that enhanced movies made in Poland, Denmark, Sweden, and the United States, with Roman Polanski's cult classic, Rosemary's Baby, probably being the most famous one. In 1962, a young trumpet player called Tomasz Stanko created the Jazz Darings, 
later described by jazz critic J.E. Burnt as the first European free jazz combo, a musical group that was responding to the free jazz concepts grandfathered in by John Coltrane and Ornette Coleman. Sanko started his career as a member of Cometa's band, but after Cometa's tragic death in 1969, Sanko became the most famous and influential Polish jazz figure carrying the legacy of Cometa's music into the 21st century. Another influential figure in Polish jazz and another alum of Komeda's bands was a sax player, composer, band leader, and jazz radio DJ called Jan Ptaszyn Wroblewski. In 1968, his studio jazzowe Polskiego Radio became a venue and a workshop for musicians and composers. It would be virtually impossible to find any important Polish jazz composer or soloist who, at one time or another in their career, had not been involved with this jazz studio. The space created a collaborative, collective consciousness for jazz. Without it and its leader, Jan Ptaszyn Wroblewski, Polish jazz simply would not be the same. The 70s, which some consider a golden age of Polish jazz, created some jazz superheroes. Michał Urbaniak, Zbigniew Namysłowski, and Zbigniew Sefert being a few of these. Their legacy will be explored and elaborated on in later podcasts, so stay tuned. Starting in the late 1970s, Polish jazz's focus began to shift. In the early 80s, the rebellious Young Power movement, with bandleader and flutist Krzysztof Popek at the helm, began questioning existing hierarchies of Polish jazz, musical styles and languages, and brought many new artistically diverse influences. As the Young Power musicians have blended into the Polish jazz music scene over time, they brought in a creative fire that had somehow been previously lost. And so Polish jazz matured, enlarged, and grew even more. History repeated itself again in the next decade when even younger power emerged as the most creative stream of Polish jazz of the 1990s. They called their music jazz with two S's to distinguish themselves from the conventional jazz music. Although sometimes very unorthodox, jazz remained improvised music based on the same doctrine and conventions essential to jazz. The band Miłosz, or Love in Polish, was a superstar of the jazz movement and its leading force. Four musicians have emerged from the band, and after they broke up in 2002, they all pursued solo careers. Double bass player and guitarist Ryszard Temontemański, pianist Leszek Mozdzer, and saxophone players Mikołaj Czaska and Maciej Sikawa. Although stylistically very different, they were all alums of Miłosz, and they significantly enriched and influenced Polish jazz in the next decades. Today, Polish jazz is a mature but evolving musical form. Born as the soundtrack of radicals, it is above all an art form that explores places, concepts, and emotions previously unknown. And if it was born as the music of radicals, the music that was against the status quo, we like to think that it remains that today. Back in the day when youngsters played a few rickety instruments in basements, they were against Soviet communism. Today, jazz musicians have the privilege to play freely without government interference. But we here at the Coalition of Polish Jazz like to think that their unique sound inherently means to be against oppressive systems, no matter what year it is or who exactly is in charge. Politics might change over time, but Polish jazz remains the music of radicals and revolutionaries and dreamers. <laughs>